fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy You Hoosier. know, we start to see examples every single day of activism at the local level and how much you can do on that local front to make an impact that is huge. As Donald Trump used to say, is huge, is bigly, it's the beautiful thing that you've ever seen in your entire life. Holy cow, do we have a lot of news to get to today. We're going to try and cram it all in here because that's just what we do here on The Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation. Here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, we are all, all over the country, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Welcome aboard your Millennial General, reporting for duty like we do every single day. Who do we have on the program today? Oh, that's right, Veronica Kirilenko. We've had her on the program many times before. She is a contributor to The New American. You can find them online at thenewamerican.com and find their great pieces of... Uh, opinion pieces, news articles, all the good stuff. Go and check that out. We are in waiting of the deliberations from the jury from the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Today is day number 11. It is live on social media and uh, YouTube if you want to watch it. But right now, I've had it on for hours waiting for something just in case we could get a snippet of them saying he's not guilty and it was a case of self-defense in, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Have not heard anything yet, so they are still live. And that was about four hours ago when I turned this on and still yet nothing. So if something happens while we're on the program, then we'll break it and get that to you. But as of right now, nothing's happening. It could go on for a day or two here as well. I was expecting it to go relatively quickly. I thought that we would come back with a decision pretty easy. I mean, the rumor has been floated out by many talk show hosts and different pundits that the prosecution really tried to throw the case because it was that bad, which I find hilarious. And although I did see some protests as well, people outside the courthouses protesting up in Wisconsin saying that if there is no justice, now in their mind, they know the answers, they know what happened, and either you roll with us or we will protest and cause havoc in the streets. They already know the answers. Doesn't matter what the video, doesn't matter what the experts say, doesn't matter what the legal team says, doesn't matter what a jury of their peers say. You know, we have this whole process of a constitutional law, constitutional republic. We have a right to a speedy trial. We have a right to a jury of our peers. So that way we don't have the overlords bearing over us, making ridiculous decisions and abusing us or letting people off scot-free based on political size. It happens at times, but that's not the way the system was supposed to be set up. But instead... After all the evidence has been laid out and the prosecution completely bombed it, again, conspiracy on whether they tried to throw it or not, I don't know. I find that kind of interesting because it, it was a pretty bad case. Let's just be honest. It was a really bad case. If they say that he's not guilty of murder and that he was acting in self-defense, now we have crowds out there saying that they know better than the experts, they know better than the law, they know better than the peers that were on the panel, and that if there is no quote-unquote justice that they have set the terms for, that is either you charge him with first-degree murder or else... Their term is if they don't, then we will burn the streets down again and we will protest and cause havoc in the streets. That is not how a civil society acts. That is not 
how he's decided. But again, this is a prime example. I mean, throughout this entire process of this hearing, we've heard the prosecution say that the, which I find ironic, you got to admit here, and no one I don't think has really mentioned this point, but the prosecution is the state of Wisconsin. It is with it is the the court case is Wisconsin v Kyle Rittenhouse. It is the state of Wisconsin charging Kyle Rittenhouse for first degree murder. It is not a private party. It is not a company. It is not one of the guys that was shot. The the, the whoever the head kicker you know high jumper dude whatever these stupid names are they're trying to put on these uh, in this case. It is not a private party going after Kyle Rittenhouse. It is the state of Wisconsin. Now imagine that for a second. The state of Wisconsin is the prosecution defending the ones that are burning the cities of the state of Wisconsin, and they're the ones being defended while going after the guy that was trying to stop the people that was destroying the state of Wisconsin by burning down private businesses and private car lots and the city itself. I mean, he's trying to stop that from happening, and the city or the state is actually going after him. I personally find that ironic. I like finding synchronicities and fun little parallels in in the world today, and I find that quite ironic. You could cut that with butter. You couldn't make this up with a movie in a Hollywood script, probably because they don't know how to make any new original content anymore, so they have to go back to the same old part 23 of this new film. But I digress. So we'll keep you posted if we hear any more news on the Wisconsin v. Kyle Rittenhouse case as the deliberations going on with the jury. I honestly, personally thought it would be done by now. Good news is they did request some laws on the uh, uh, concealed carry and self-defense laws in the state of Wisconsin. The jury asked for them from the judge, so they're at least looking at these self-defense cases and trying to understand it a little bit better. And with the video, thank God we had the video, that we can actually say, look, this is exactly what happened. Because if we didn't have that, it would be his word against the other word. And then, of course, the jury probably, in my humble opinion, would cave to the mob that's standing outside saying, either charge him with first-degree murder or we will destroy your city because we have decided what justice is. We know better than you, and either you do it this way or we come after you and cause havoc in the streets. That's a crazy world to live in. Welcome in. we got a lot to get to today. I don't want to spend a lot of time, obviously, since there's not a lot of news on it, but I had to give you an update as we're waiting on that deliberation here right now. At the same time, there is some quabbling going on within the Republican Party internally as well. I know. We're always trying to continuously evolve ourselves, make ourselves a little bit better, make the Republican Party a little bit stronger, expose and weed out the hack Republicans that aren't really Republicans. You know, the John Kasichs from Ohio and the Mitt Romneys from Utah and the Susan Collins and the Lisa Murkowskis and the Liz Cheney's. Trying to expose them for destroying the Republican Party from the inside because we have, yes, we have an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody. It could be a good agenda. It could be a bad agenda. It could be a personal agenda. It could be a community agenda. But don't try, even on our side, you can't say we don't have an agenda. I have an agenda. It's an agenda to promote conservatism, to promote individual sovereignty, to try and make you think as an individual as opposed to a collective mindset, to try and expose all the corruption from the government, and for you to be a catalyst to change things within your community. Because when every little community does that on their own, guess what? Then the larger communities do well, the states do well, the nation does well as a whole. That's my agenda. And it's a good agenda. There are others that have a very malicious or negative agenda. So we try to use these airwaves to get into your brainwaves, either consciously or subconsciously, and try to let you know, hey, You can do it. You can make the changes. 
and I think that's what's starting to happen. The state of Wyoming, according to Trib.com, the Wyoming Republican Party, the state of Re- the state of Wyoming's Republican Party, has voted statewide to no longer recognize Liz Cheney as a Republican. <laughs> The vote was held by the Wyoming GOP Central Committee and voted 31 to 29 during a Saturday meeting in Buffalo, Wyoming. The symbolic move came after roughly nine county Republican parties voted to no longer recognize Cheney, Joey Corrienti, or uh, chairman of the Carbon County GOP, and one of the officials spearheading the effort estimated a number of these count. This is, by the way, from the uh, the site trip.com. A number of those county central committees passed the resolution with much wider margins than the state committee, with some passing the resolution unanimously. We're done. Now, Andy, what does this actually mean? It's a very strong symbolic gesture. In case you don't know how the inner workings of politics work, you have the National Republican uh, Committee, the RNC. Then you have the statewide parties. And they get funding from the RNC. The RNC helps out local elections. You do your thing. The statewide party works with county parties. The county parties work with local precinct committee people. The Republican Party or the Democrat Party appoints the precinct committee people based on the popular vote in that district, which means you, if you live on a random street and there is no precinct committee person, you can be appointed as the precinct committee person under the Republican or the Democrat Party. When a vacancy comes up in that seat for a Congress seat or a state legislative seat or a county commission seat or whatever happens, they come to you, the precinct committee person, just the lonely old person going about their day, trying to make the living, put the food on the table, do the nine to five grind, whatever. They come to you and say, hey, there's a vacant seat in that district. Every committee precinct committee person gets to go and vote to have a say here. You get to decide who's going to fill those vacancies. Huge seat. Andy, I don't have any power. What can I do? Become a committee, a precinct committee chair in your district. That goes a long way. You don't have to do much, and you get a lot of power locally. Let's take it to the next level. Then you get involved with the county Republican Party. The county Republican parties in Wyoming just voted, many of them unanimously, to not recognize Liz Cheney as a Republican because she's a hack Republican. She's an extreme moderate. She's still on this weird, obsessive vendetta against Donald Trump that doesn't make any sense in any way, shape, or form, especially as a Republican Party looking to the midterm elections that should be focused attention on Joe Biden and the Democrats and the left-wing progressive agenda. But instead, she's so focused on, oh, I hate Donald Trump. I'm going to destroy. I'd rather destroy the party than start to move forward and forget about Trump and just go about my day. But instead, she's heading up the January 6th committee. She feels like she's important in some way, shape, or form. And she's still trying to rail on Republicans harming the party. The party said, we're done. Can't do it. The precinct committee people, the county parties, and in the state party, which means, again, like you as a member of the Republican Party in your county, you get to be delegates either for the state or for your county or however that works in your state. Then you go and you vote. They voted 31 to 29 to not recognize her as a Republican any longer. Does it really do much? It's a strong message for someone who is a congresswoman in the state of Wyoming who covers a district and is supposed to help local elected officials. Again, you got to look at the in, internal workings of the Republican Party. We have the federal stuff. We have the state stuff. The federal elected officials help the county parties financially. They help them with uh, campaigning. They help them with the just the messaging in altogether. They work hand in hand. When the county parties that help get them elected with the boots on the ground sort of thing, 
when they step away and say, we don't recognize you anymore because you're a hack and we don't like you, that's a major statement. Now, of course, they try to blow it off. They try to dismiss it and just, okay, whatever, we don't need you anyways. But when the counties are no longer helping you, they don't host your campaign headquarters. They don't have boots on the ground helping you knock on doors to talk to people. That's a major thing. So Liz Cheney essentially just lost the next election. Now, they've come out and said, according to the spokesperson for Liz Cheney, Jeremy Adler, quote, it's laughable to suggest Liz uh, Liz is anything but a committed conservative Republican. She is bound by her oath to the Constitution. Sadly, a portion of the Wyoming GOP leadership has abandoned that fundamental principle and instead allowed themselves to be held hostage to the lies of a dangerous and irrational man. So, again, they can't look beyond the obsession like weird narcissist obsession of Donald Trump. They can't look past that in trying to go after him as opposed to, you know what? I didn't like him. He's gone. He's not in office any longer. Let's focus on the midterm elections. Let's focus on stopping Joe Biden. Let's focus on stopping Kamala Harris. Let's start trying to get rid of the socialist progressive agenda happening right now. And let's focus on getting Republicans a majority to do the right thing for the country. She can't do that. And even in their response, they make it clear that they would rather turn on the local Republican parties because they're saying, hey, we don't care what your focus is policy-wise right now. We despise Donald Trump so much that we'll step away from the party. We'll call you a corrupt party because you're still stuck with Donald Trump, and we're just going to focus on trying to demonize him a year after he's out of office. How that makes sense, I don't know, but it shows the delusion of the, the moderate Republicans right now, and she's gone. Because if the, the local county parties don't support her, she won't be in office anymore. And again, I reiterate, as a catalyst for change, if you want to get rid of someone at the federal level, start working at your party at the local level and get the party to not support them any longer, and they'll be gone. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. By the way, we are still getting pummeled on Facebook Live right now. No one is seeing this content. It's insane. Like, we're doing well on the other sites, so I think we're just going to start promoting the other sites for the most part. We have Twitch.tv. We have YouTube that's doing, nah. Again, they don't like us. They've shut us down more times than I can count. Got rid of videos just randomly. Like, oh, we didn't like your content. We're going to remove that one. Twitch.tv has been really the best consistent one. Twitter, surprisingly, has been pretty consistent as well, and we do okay on that one. Uh, Just in consistency of actually the video staying up there. But Facebook, after we had gotten Facebook banned and went to Facebook jail back in like January, February of this year, we went from about 1,000 views every day to about 30 views a day. So uh, if you see it on there or if you think about it, you can go to it at facebook.com slash who's your reason, and you can find uh, we share it also on our a flagship radio stations, KQAM page. It's also my personal page. It's also on the Hoosier Media Network page at facebook.com slash Hoosier Media. And you can, if you find it on any of those, like it, share it out, leave a comment just to say hi, break that algorithm a little bit. Uh, again, I'm about ready to just drop Facebook and just be done with it because it's not even really worth it. The other sites are actually doing way better. Uh, and I mean, like decent, really good. Plus our website as well that we have the live streaming going on a lot of times as well. Plus, I can't say a whole lot yet. But we do have a new media outlet that we should be streaming on here soon. Uh, It's a major network that does kind of like what the Hoosier Media Network is about to do is streaming numerous different programs. And it's just constant programming with different shows. And we're about ready to jump on them soon as well. We're working on some of the logistics, talking to them. They want to. We're just trying to figure out when and how to do it. So more information to come there and stay tuned on that one. It's going to be really exciting when that one comes. So I don't know. I, I'm still up in the air on whether I want to continue on with Facebook or not, just because they they don't even allow it to get out. Unless you actively go and look for it, and half the time you can't even find it when you're actively looking for it, it just doesn't pop up on anybody's radar. And we went from literally about over 1,000 views a day to roughly about 30 to 40 views a day. So again, I, not that I care because the other sites are doing decent. You can find it on the other places as well. But good golly. I mean, talk about censorship. Holy cow. Speaking of, let's get into what's trending today. What's trending today? Just to kind of wrap up that last conversation as well, again, you can make changes because when you have local parties start disavowing the messaging from our elected officials, things seem to change really quickly because then they don't have the support at the local front that keeps them in office. They can spend all the money in the world, but if you don't have the grassroots campaigning that Republicans do oh so well with, with people knocking on doors and making the phone calls, then it it doesn't work. It doesn't happen. And then you go to the mindset of the Democrats of just, we're going to send out this messaging and hope people just buy it. And Republicans are just a little bit smarter than that. Progressives, they struggle on the IQ level at times. So, you know, we actually are interactive. They have to take classes on how to interact with their constituents. 
We'll let that sink in for a second. But uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Veronica Kirilenko. She's going to be talking about the OSHA mandates for vaccines. What are the details actually within these OSHA mandates? What could we look forward to? Now, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has halted them as of last week on November 6th, and they are looking at those, reviewing them, seeing whether they are constitutional or not. We've given some ideas on what we could expect coming out of that, but she's going to give the inner details actually looking into it of what it's going to look like. There is a new headline from Axios that the Biden administration is now going to be including in those OSHA mandates, not just the COVID-19 vaccine, but also mandating the booster expansion shots as well. Now, which ones? I don't know, because what, we have two two booster shots now? Or just more of the Moderna and Pfizer, like other ones are coming out with their own booster shots? I don't know, because I haven't followed it, because I don't care, because I will never, ever take the vaccine. I'll just put it out there. I would rather, honestly, to be honest, I would rather pass away from COVID-19 than get the vaccine. Why? Because it's gone from a such a lack of intel and openness and transparency to now just a force that I would rather not take it in any way, shape, or form. The only way you're going to get it is if you strap me down in some like underground government secret bunker and inject it. Because <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm just not taking it. But now, could they be mandating the boosters? I could see a year from now, mandating booster number 58. Make sure you get your booster or you could lose your job again. Why? Because why not, right? That's what they want to control. We'll talk about some of that when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm seeing some of the comments coming on social media, by the way, with some of the streaming, which you can find on our social media at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason on all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com. Doesn't matter. All of them are the same. Also, the website at HoosierReason.com. Seeing some comment about the jokes about two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. People are starting to wake up that that's not about trying to flatten the curve or stop the virus. you got to remember, again, there's no way to stop the virus. It is an airborne virus. It is not going anywhere. It is now going to be a normal thing. It's going to be like the flu. It is, it is there every single year. It is airborne. Animals are starting to get it. You cannot, it will never be eradicated. The only thing you can do is learn how to live and cope with it and actually build up an immunity to stop it, which is either doing it naturally or doing it with vaccines. And the boosters sound like they're going to be like an annual booster thing, which just goes right into the headline that we read going into the bottom of the hour of the 
imminent booster expansion for the vaccine mandates that not only are you going to be mandated to be allowed, quote unquote, allowed. I love how the government's allowing you to work as long as you get the vaccine. But now it's going to be about the booster. And in two years from now, it's going to be uh, you need to get booster number 57. And if you don't, you're going to lose your job again. And that's what we're up against. I think people are starting to wake up about kind of the control and the fact that government's not really helping the situation. You know, my man, Conor McGregor, the MMA fighter, UFC fighter, big fan. I, I don't care. I'm a fanboy. I love Conor McGregor. That's about the only UFC fights that I actually purchase and watch. Uh, he's obviously a, a citizen of Ireland. And the Irish government apparently today made an announcement and was talking about the updated vaccine mandates on what they were doing there and just the protocol for social distancing and so on and locking things down and whatever, because they've been a lot stricter and tighter than we have here. And I don't hear, I don't know what the numbers are in Ireland, but I just saw just about 10 minutes ago, Conor McGregor tweeted, he said, we're almost three years into this. We have come together time and time again, gone above and beyond what you've asked of us. Yet we always have gotten back as hypocritical address after hypocritical address the audacity, I am ashamed of my nation's government at this time. So apparently, after following all the guidelines, trying to limit the curve, trying to, you know, suppress the virus spread, they're still not backing down on any of their vaccine mandates or rules or masks or social distancing or whatever they're doing in Ireland. And I think he, along with any other, a lot of other people, are getting frustrated because they've done everything that was asked of them, and yet it's still not enough and the government wants more. I conveniently responded back to him saying, yeah, you know what? Welcome to the government BS, because once they get a lick of that power and control, they don't want to let go of that power and control. And they're going to find excuses to keep it up. So, yeah, good luck with that. And the only way it stops is when you just stop complying. Let's talk about some of this. What do you say? What's trending today? I am super excited to have back on the program. She is a genius when it comes to researching uh, all these topics. She is a contributor to The New American. You can find the magazine online at thenewamerican.com. Excited to have back on the program with us here, Veronica Kirilenko. Veronica, how are you, my friend? Hi, Andy. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's always great to chat with you. These OSHA laws, let's talk about this for a second because I think, first off, there is a lack of understanding that there are two separate things going on right here. And correct me if I'm wrong with what you've researched. There is, there's really two mandates that have come down. There is the Joe Biden executive order that has come down for all federal employees that by the way, includes contractors and subcontractors, which that hit hard here in my front. You know, I'm, I'm based out of Wichita, Kansas. We have a lot of aviation with Spira Aerosystems and Textron and a lot of the manufacturers and workers that build airplanes. They're federal contractors. They're now being mandated to get these vaccines. That's already in effect. Then we have the OSHA mandates that are about to come out saying any company in the country with 100 employees or more is going to have to get the 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 all their employees vaccinated. That one's on hold by the courts, but there are two separate things going on right here, isn't there? Uh, yes, there are, there, there are two different orders uh, from uh, coming from Biden. He published them on October 9th. And uh, one, like you said, uh, it's, it's it's about all federal uh, employees and contractors and subcontractors. Everyone who does business with the federal government must be vaccinated uh, or tested weekly and wearing uh, wearing masks, social distancing. There are lots of limitations to people who refuse the vaccine. Uh, they cannot be generally traveling for work. Uh, they uh, cannot be uh, promoted often. So there are, if you're vaccinated in the federal government, and the exceptions are very limited, too. Uh, of course, you know, the law allows you to uh, submit 
for the medical or religious exemptions, but they are very seldomly and very, very ra- rarely granted. So your options are very limited if you're in the federal government. And uh, there, there is an order um, that um, instructs it, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, a part of the Department of Labor, uh, to develop a so-called emergency temporary standard, uh, which was published um, almost two weeks ago and which was uh, halted by the Federal Court of Appeals. But as you know, the Biden administration says, uh, businesses, please ignore this legal ruling and please continue to enforce the mandate. This is what's going on. It is wild, the fact that we have it held up in court. And they're like, oh, don't worry about that. I just saw a headline as well from CNBC about the U.S. Chamber of Commerce as well saying, you know what, I know it's being held up in court. I know they're challenging it and they're reviewing this. Just go about as if it's not being held up in court. Continue to enforce it as a business. Continue to get your employees vaccinated because it probably won't fall through the courts or whatever. So just go about your business as if it is still in effect. Usually that's not the way it works, is it? This is kind of strange. Uh, yeah, well, you, you know that the Biden administration doesn't care about about the rule of law at all. <laughs> they, 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 they don't care about such inconveniences. And uh, we know that this uh, EDS will be thrown out of, uh, you know, when it when it goes to the Supreme Court, which it, it, it's a great possibility that it will, uh, yeah. it's, it, it will not stand. Uh you know that at least 26 states already, and three of which are Democrat-led, and I know that Kansas is one of them, have came out against OSHA's vaccine mandate. Four legal challenges to OSHA's rule have been filed in different courts, you know. So, uh, and uh, multiple companies, corporations are joining such uh, th- these lawsuits. So the pushback is very strong because... The companies know that they will lose employees, especially retailers, and uh, where uh, the, the, the holiday season approaches, and it's going to be a, a disaster for the economy. Yeah. But uh, it seems that the Biden administration, this is what they want. This, the, this is why they're so persistent. Yeah, that is what it, what they want. And it reminds me of the Obama times where they don't really look at the local communities and what's going on. They don't really reinforce or reinvest in their local parties because, like you mentioned, Kansas here, our Democrat governor has come out against it, which is very odd for her because she was for all the mandates all throughout the last couple of years with COVID. But now that we're getting into election season again and she's losing in the polls dramatically, she's trying to change her tone in a very red state like Kansas here as a Democrat. So she's trying to cover it up a little bit. But And I think a lot of politicians, a lot of Democrats in very purple and very moderate areas are going to start changing their tone because you're right. This is going to destroy the economy, especially going into the holiday season when we need things on the shelves. Let's talk about the actual court case itself. There are the court hearings on what this could look like, because my understanding, at least how I would think this would go, is they're going to be looking at the efficiency of a vaccine mandate on whether it's worth it for the purpose of what OSHA does, which is workplace safety, which means my guess is they're going to be looking and saying, okay, is a vaccination rate, which by the way, you can still get the virus, you can still spread the virus with the vaccine or without the vaccine. Um, They're going to be looking at these rates and saying, is a mass group of people vaccinated versus partly non-vaccinated with uh, natural immunity versus whatever, is there any difference in any way, shape, or form in workplace safety on whether this mandate's going to be upheld or not? Is that about what they're looking at? 
Uh, well, yes, there are there are several um, several points that the petitioners in the current uh, ongoing lawsuits um, uh, talk about. First of all, they argue that this EDS is absolutely unprecedented in its scope, and it imposes substantial costs and burdens on employers and employees in every industry in the economy, uh, because uh, who is going to pay for the test, for example, when when the uh, employee refuses to get vaccinated, it means that you need to cover those costs, and they're going to be very substantial yeah. just to start with. Then uh, the students say that by issuing such a sweeping order, OSHA has exceeded its own authority under the Occupational Safety and Health Act. Even if the agency was granted such a power by the U.S. Congress, which never happened, by the way, such a mandate would exceed the federal government's power to regulate interstate interstate commerce. It's not the business of federal government to tell local businesses and, and states what to do. It's just not in their power. Uh, then also... Uh, the petitioners know that the risks of COVID is a society-wide danger, and it's not specifically related to the workplace. Therefore, it lies outside of OSHA's legal domain altogether. Mm. And then, uh, to justify such requirements, OSHA would have to prove that COVID poses a great danger, what they call it, it's a legal term, great danger, for all employers with 100 or more employees, uh, which it cannot do for a couple of reasons. Well, first of all, just only a few months before expanding the ETS to all industries, you know, because uh, originally OSHA only issued um, ETS for the healthcare industry. So OSHA concluded that COVID was only a great danger to healthcare employers. Right. Second, the degree to which COVID um, may pose a great danger to workers depends on individual employee employees' age and health and now on how many co-workers they have. So, uh, because the mandate apply, apply, applies regardless of individual employees' risks and difference in workplace conditions, yeah. it is not narrowly tailored as much as the standards are required to be. That's strange. I tell you, hold that thought. Even if a person works at home. Yeah, hold that thought. We got to, we got to, yeah, we got to take a hard break here. Hold hold that thought. We're talking Veronica Kirilenko. When we come back, we'll talk about this, what it actually means, what they're going to break down with this right here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It boggles my mind on how they come up with these justifications to try and force you to be able to get the vaccine to go to work, how they try and tell you, in order for you to function in the private sector, you have to get this shot. Now your boss, your job, your company, your government gets to dictate your own health care uh, decisions, which just I, I just don't understand that. We're talking with Veronica Kirilenko, The New American, TheNewAmerican.com. If you want to check out her writings on there, uh, great stuff. Has a Ph.D. in political science. Uh, worked with a defense consulting firm, Geostrategic Analysis. So obviously knows what she's talking about. Veronica, here's what I don't get. While the courts are looking at this, and maybe they have smarter people than me, obviously, but uh, my thoughts are when they're looking at the, outside of what you had just mentioned, the constitutional ability for OSHA to actually do this and they're uh, surpassing their authority on the right to be able to do this, just the concept of trying to break down, is it worth it and is it making a difference in the workforce? How do you judge a virus's impact on a workforce based on people that have been vaccinated versus natural immunity, who's someone who may have gotten it when it first came out to someone who just got it now, who's someone who hasn't gotten it all. I mean, how do we know if we've gotten it before and how do you compare the natural immunity versus vaccinated immunity when you're looking at a, at a mandate like this? It just, I don't know how you can measure something like that. Uh, they, they don't even try, Andy. Uh, if they if they tried, we would we would we would have something to talk about. I mean, uh, the the officials, the CDC and the FDA, that uh, that should be you know concerned with protecting our health and issuing some kind of recommendations based on uh, very uh, you know uh, serious studies. They did not do that. So other people uh, in other countries tried try to comprehend that, and we know already that the natural immunity. Uh, the immunity, the kind of immunity that you develop as a result of recovering from from the virus, from the coronavirus, is twenty seven times stronger and better and more and 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 less longer than the immunity that you kind of develop due to COVID shots. If it doesn't kill you, if it doesn't injure you, mm. okay. So uh, actually, these these men these kinds of mandates, I think it actually can cripple economy. Not just because the unvaccinated folks will just uh, go ahead and leave their workplace, uh, like uh, policemen in New York do. You know, they they move to Florida because uh, Governor DeSantis, DeSantis said, if you if if you don't want to stay there, if they don't don't treat you well, 
I will, I will take you. And this, this is what they do. Uh, and, you know, judging from the vaccine-related injuries and deaths, people cannot simply go to work. Yeah. <laughs> because because they suffer from this injury. So uh, you cannot possibly justify this kind of ma- mandate from the um, medical uh, angle yeah. because it does not make you, uh, stro- it, does not, it does not build your immune system the way uh, the na- natural immunity uh, does, yeah. the, the natural way of... Uh, well, it just doesn't make any sense, thing. yeah. And when you start talking about people with exemptions, with medical or religious exemptions or whatever, when you throw in all of these different variants into a mandate like this, then it just crumbles in, in logic and common sense with natural immunity and exemptions to where it's not even worth trying to do it. But again, this is the overbearing umbrella version of of centralized government that they like to enforce. But one thing that they're doing on top of this as well, outside of just ignoring completely the the natural immunity for this, is those that, as you had mentioned, had adverse reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, obviously, the other side tries to say, well, there's not very many, which maybe there's not. But in the clinical trials, they're more than what normal vaccines on the market would be today, right? And why aren't we reporting this? Um, actually, you know, OSHA does not want you to know about about those uh, those cases. Mm, you know, course. they updated their F- FAQ page, and it states that uh, it will not enforce its own recording requirements related to work-related injuries until at least next May, since it tries not to discourage COVID vaccinations in any way. And uh, we have this vaccine um uh, reporting system, uh, vaccine adverse uh, reactions, reporting system, virus run um, to get the, um, the Department of Health and Human Services runs it together with the CDC. And we have, as of today, some 18,000 deaths yeah. and um, almost a million total adverse events. And, uh, well, yeah, we don't just, hear about these. Yeah, the media, the, the media we, doesn't we do talk not, about this. And they do not even try to analyze that and say that these vaccines are not safe for all people. Wow, you it's have, unbelievable. Veronica, yeah, yeah we're, we're out of time yeah. here. We, we're all wrapped up. It's all done. But Veronica, so much information. Veronica Kirilenko, The New American, thenewamerican.com. Go and check it out. Veronica, it's always great to talk to you. I love having you on the program. we got to do it again soon. Thank you, Andy. Thank you so much. Yeah. You keep it up. Hey, always a pleasure. You as well. Keep up the great information. we got to get this stuff out and let people know. Don't worry about the uh, ver- adverse reactions. Just keep getting that jab or else you're not allowed to go to work. That's the craziness today. Podcasting up in just a little bit. Until then, I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.